Viewpoint on Mormonism, the program that examines the teachings of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints from a biblical perspective. Viewpoint on Mormonism is sponsored by Mormonism Research Ministry. Since 1979, Mormonism Research Ministry has been dedicated to equipping the body of Christ with answers regarding the Christian faith in a manner that expresses gentleness and respect. And now, your host for today's Viewpoint on Mormonism. Welcome to this edition of Viewpoint on Mormonism. I'm your host, Bill McKeever, founder and director of Mormonism Research Ministry. And with me today is Eric Johnson, my colleague at MRM. Practicing Perfection, it's the title of an article that is in the February 2022 edition of the Leahona Magazine. It was written by the primary general president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, President Camille N. Johnson. She starts off by telling us that she is an attorney. She says, for the last 30-plus years, I have been practicing law. Now, that word practicing becomes important because she's going to use it throughout this article as if someone is merely practicing or doing their best at a certain subject, that that's going to be enough for the Latter-day Saint come Judgment Day. Now, as we mentioned yesterday, you have LDS leaders when it comes to the subject of perfection that have kind of been all over the map. And we were citing from second president, Brigham Young, where he made it very clear that you have the power to be perfect in your sphere and you better be doing it. You better be doing everything you're supposed to do. Now, you might say, well, that was Brigham Young. And a lot of Latter-day Saints today kind of roll their eyes when you bring up Brigham Young. But what do you do when you cite from a church manual teachings of presidents of the church, Harold B. Lee? Now, Harold B. Lee was a president during the 20th century, but this is a manual that was published in the year 2000. What is the citation that we find in this manual, Eric, on page 33 by Harold B. Lee? Any member of the church who is learning to live perfectly each of the laws that are in the kingdom is learning the way to become perfect. There is no member of this church who cannot live the law, every law of the gospel perfectly. There is no member of this church who cannot live the law, every law of the gospel perfectly. Would we assume when he says perfectly in this context, Eric, that he's talking about completely? In other words, I don't see Harold B. Lee using the phrase practicing as if somehow we don't need to do it perfectly or completely. You see, this is why it becomes very confusing, folks. And it only makes your heart break knowing that Latter-day Saints are being told these things, words are being thrown at them, and yet how are we supposed to understand these words? How is a Latter-day Saint supposed to understand these words? Well, in that same manual, Teachings of Presidents of the Church, Harold B. Lee, we find this citation on page 228. We need to remember that it doesn't make so much difference whether we die early in life or or in middle age, the all-important thing is not when we die, but how prepared are we when we do die. This is a day of preparation for men to prepare to meet their God. How great and merciful he was in allowing us a period of probation, during which time man should be perfecting himself. Man should be perfecting himself. And notice that phrase, this is a day of preparation for men to prepare to meet their God. It sounds like he's paraphrasing Alma 34 in the Book of Mormon, which 
warns Latter-day Saints not to procrastinate their repentance, and if they do so, the devil will seal them his. I think that's what he was referring to. But here again, we have Harold B. Lee, a president of the church, telling members in a manual that was published just 20-some years ago that they are quite capable of doing what is expected of them. No excuses here, it sounds like. One more Harold B. Lee quote. He cites 2 Nephi 25-23 on page 24 of the same manual, and he says this, The Savior's blood, his atonement, will save us, but only after we have done all we can to save ourselves by keeping his commandments. All of the principles of the gospel are principles of promise by which the plans of the Almighty are unfolded to us. Camille Johnson goes on in her article under the subheading, Mortal Perfection versus Eternal Perfection. She writes, We can be perfect in discrete tasks. For example, we can be perfect in reading from the Book of Mormon every day. We can pay our tithing with perfection. Or we can play a piece of music with precision, hitting every note. Now, I want you to notice, even though she gives us some examples of what Latter-day Saints can do with perfection, it's still kind of vague when you think about it, because she says we can be perfect in reading from the Book of Mormon every day. But, Ms. Johnson, how much should we read from the Book of Mormon? How many verses qualifies us in meeting that task? I would say, Bill, perhaps all you can do. And what would that be? I mean, should I be reading it while I'm having breakfast? How often am I to read this in the course of a day? How many chapters would be expected of me? She doesn't say. Where in the Book of Mormon or anywhere else does it say you have to read every day? Where does that law come from? It, it's not in the Book of Mormon. There's no place in the Book of Mormon that says you must be reading this so many minutes or so many hours in each day. She says we can pay our tithing with perfection. Now that gets a little more precise because the church has set down a percentage for that. It's a 10%. But then again, is it on the gross or is it on the net? That's kind of left up to the member. But then she says, or we can play a piece of music with precision hitting every note. This is under the topic of mortal perfection versus eternal perfection. That becomes key because Bruce McConkie, a Mormon apostle, in his book Mormon Doctrine on page 567, he refers to this. He says perfection is of two kinds, finite or mortal and infinite or eternal. Finite perfection may be gained by the righteous saints in this life. It consists in living a God-fearing life of devotion to the truth, of walking in complete submission to the will of the Lord, and of putting first in one's life the things of the kingdom of God. And then she's going to cite 17th President Russell M. Nelson. President Russell M. Nelson has taught us, quote, Perfection is pending. It can come in full only after the resurrection and only through the Lord. It awaits all who love him and keep his commandments, end quote. Now, this can sound like it's a bit self-refuting, but not if you understand what Bruce McConkie was teaching. And I have to assume what Camille Johnson is trying to get across when it comes to the difference between mortal perfection versus eternal perfection. She's citing Russell Nelson from a conference message that he gave titled Perfection Pending 
he gave this talk in October of 1995. You can find it in the November edition of Ensign Magazine, beginning on page 88. But notice what Nelson is doing here, and it fits her subheading perfectly. She said that he taught us perfection is pending. Well, what perfection is pending? Well, that eternal perfection or that infinite perfection is going to be given later. But how is it given and to whom is it given? Well, Nelson goes on to say, it can come in full only after the resurrection and only through the Lord. It awaits all who love him and keep his commandments. You see, by Camille Johnson citing this, I think it tends to undermine what she's probably trying to get across. And that is, you don't have to be absolutely perfect in what you're doing. You just practice at that perfection. But is that what we're finding here by Russell M. Nelson's statement? If he is, in fact, talking about an eternal perfection is pending— then he must be referring to a mortal perfection when he says it awaits all who love him and keep his commandments. Again, we would ask the question, how many commandments must a Latter-day Saint keep and how often must they keep them? And 100% of the time, they always answer all of them. And then she goes on to cite Moroni 10.32. In Moroni's final plea to us, he said, Come unto Christ, and be perfected in him, and deny yourselves of all ungodliness. And if ye shall deny yourselves of all ungodliness, and love God with all your might, mind, and strength, then is his grace sufficient for you, that by his grace ye may be perfect in Christ. Again, I have to wonder, why did she cite this? To me, it tends to undermine what I think she's introducing at the first part of her article. I mean, when we read Moroni 10.32, and we have brought this verse up numerous times when talking with Latter-day Saints, and to hear it being cited so many times by LDS leaders, it makes us wonder, do words really have any meaning to them when they read this? But let's break it down. Come unto Christ and be perfected in Him. So it seems like the command is you need to be perfected in him. Does it sound like you can merely practice being perfect in him? As if there's a lot of flaws involved here? Not so far. But it goes on to say, and deny yourselves of all ungodliness. You see, if I was talking to Camille Johnson, I would probably ask her, well, since you brought it up, let me ask you, Ms. Johnson, Have you denied yourself of all ungodliness? In other words, have you gotten to the point in your life where you see no need to repent of any sins because you have no ungodliness to repent of? Now, what do you think the answer would be, Eric, if I were to ask her a question like that? Obviously, she knows she hasn't reached that stage in her life because no Latter-day Saint has reached that stage They couldn't, because to reach that stage means you have no sin. And if you say you have no sin, the New Testament tells us you're a liar, and the truth is not in you. I think this is the partnership that Mormonism teaches that man has with God, that we have to work together with God to be able to affect our salvation. I'm looking at a quote from an Area 70, D. Chad Richardson. He wrote an article in the Ensign Magazine in July of 2004, page 21, and he cites Moroni 10:32, and this is what he says. To do so 
We must deny ourselves of all ungodliness, especially unchecked carnal appetites. We must love God with all our might, mind, and strength, putting him above worldly approval. We will then be sanctified through the grace of Christ. I think he misunderstands what sanctification is. Certainly, as Christians, we believe that there is a process after we receive this justification where we do good works, but it's not something we do in combination with what God has already done, because what Jesus has done is imputed his righteousness into the one who believes. Mormonism says that you have to work beside him and be able to affect your salvation. That's not a biblical concept. And I think you're absolutely correct on this, Eric. And as we go on, looking at Moroni 10.32, which Camille Johnson cites, she says, And deny yourselves of all ungodliness, and if you shall deny yourselves of all ungodliness, and love God with all your might, mind, and strength, then, see, it's an if-then proposition, then is his grace sufficient for you, that by his grace you may be perfect in Christ. So the grace you're trying to get to that allows you to be perfect in Christ is what grace? The grace that forgives you of your sins. Because as we've mentioned before, Latter-day Saints don't deny that they believe in grace. Grace, as you said, Eric, in this series, it's an enabling power that is supposed to enable you to do everything that's required of you. That is a complete and full, true repentance and keeping all the commandments continually. Notice how it says, deny yourself of all ungodliness. I'd ask the Latter-day Saint, have you done this? I don't think anybody can. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information regarding Mormonism Research Ministry, we encourage you to visit our website at www.mrm.org, where you can request our free newsletter, Mormonism Researched. We hope you will join us again as we look at another viewpoint on Mormonism.